When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. What's up, everyone? I'm Tori. And I'm Anissa. And this is MTV's official challenge podcast, where we go behind the scenes of the challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies. And cheese fries. <laughs> and on this episode, we'll be joined by a beast of a competitor. She definitely put in the sweat, blood, and tears on this episode. Michelle Shelley Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about all that cliff diving, the scheming, and that explosive elimination in this week's episode. We better get started then, right? Ugh, all right, let's do it. <laughs> all right, Anissa. It is Not that- a chance today. Yeah. It's your turn to do the time bomb. It's the 30th it last week. You did? Ah, oh, Tori, it's the time bomb. <laughs> it's season 37, so you get 37 seconds to recap the episode. Yeah. I really think they should give you 74 seconds. Yeah. Just no. so you don't have to start scatting in the middle of it. But you know what? Yeah. Let's go for it. Let's this, go for it. Are you ready? They hired me to scat. You know that. You know that's really why I got hired. So it's okay. All right. I'm going to count you in. Okay. In three, two, one. All right, baby. Here we are in the episode, and that's right. I'm going to waste a few seconds right now just figuring out what the hell I'm going to talk about because everything happened so fast. Let's talk about that cliff jump. Who didn't want to do it? Hugh didn't want to do it, but what did he do? He went in there and did it. And then all of a sudden, we see his butt in the water like bam, bam, bum, boozle. That's right. He got that booty floating on the water. Looking good, Huey. Let's talk about that butt for three more seconds, and we're going to continue to move forward as we find out that Jeremiah and Tatcha lose and go into elimination. Oh, I'm so sorry. Some other things happened in the house, but I already forget because I'm just so honestly petrified that Tatcha's going to scream at me again. I hated every moment of that i think we need to talk about it in the episode because i've been worried about this episode since the fucking end of the show and he said let's just like stop this and get it on can we be done Petri- you're petrified <laughs> i hate being yelled at oh my god i hated every moment of that i really did well i think people don't know that you are non-confrontational tory I'm just not. I don't really like to fight with people. And it's just so sad because I really liked Tatcha and I genuinely was not trying to hurt her. And that's why I told her I want to help if I can. It just ended up not working that way because of all of the other moving parts that go into making a decision before you say somebody's name. So are we giving you the dirtiest tea today or are we moving away from that? Listen, I'll take it. I honestly will take it because... 
But I think it's e- I think it's easier for one person to get mad at one person and and single them out than get mad at everybody. I think it was easier to get mad at you. I don't know if she knew that her conversation with you wasn't a for sure like I'm going to give you who you want. And that you but know? that's why I said it's not a guarantee. I can see what I can do. And like that conversation happened. Obviously, we're jumping right into that first and then we can get into the rest of the episode because this is the thing that's pressing on my mind the most. Um, But like that conversation I had with her that was right after the deliberation. We obviously have to figure out what guy and girl we're going to put in, right? Right. We end up throwing in Corey L. Because I had gone around, I had talked to Nani and Casey about potentially throwing in Emmanuel and potentially throwing in Gabo. Both of them asked me not to do that. You saw Devin wanted me to throw in a man well. So that he was on my list first. Right. So I, you know, was going to throw him in, but then they vouched for him and nobody was vouching for Corey. So it's like, all right, if I, I don't want to piss off any of these vets, so I'm going to do my best to just like play cool and make the smart decision. And so when it came time to throwing in a girl and I had felt bad because I was going to say Corey's name, it was like, all right, Corey, who do you want to go in and compete with? And so Corey was like, listen, I would love to say Michelle's name, but I don't want to, I don't want you to have to throw her in again, but I still want a strong competitor. So I would love to go in with Berna. I mean, I feel bad, you know, like I don't, I just feel bad because I don't want Tatcha to think it was a personal thing. I know. Um, But okay, let's get into the rest of the episode because that was just a segment of it. Let's talk about that daily challenge. It was absolutely hard. It was called the Sea Cave Recon down in the Dave Cave. Anissa, down in the Dave Babe Cave. When I tell you like, I've swam in some waters on this show. I've swam against rough current. I've swam in freezing cold one degree glacier water and killed it. This was a different type of scary drowning. Couldn't have done it without a life vest type of swim. Yeah. It was one that exhausted my whole entire body. I mean, I got out of the water and I was like, where are my legs? Yeah. It was exhausting. I mean, fighting through that current. It was just like everything was against you from every angle. Yeah. And it was, it was scary. And then you had, you had this moment on a jet ski where you thought you were getting a break, but it was like, no, it it really didn't help. And you started with jumping off a cliff. It's not like when TJ drops you from some shit or like you're swinging and you fall. Like you have to make this conscious decision that you are going to commit and jump. We didn't even get to talk about play of the day, but I'd like to give it to Huey. How do you feel about that? Huey was so, so I was up there with Huey and, you know, we didn't go first. We went fourth, I think, but yeah, Huey was puking and freaking out. I mean, we were up there for a good 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and he was freaking out. So that made me feel a little bit better because I was like, I was a little scared, but Huey's really scared. When he got in the water, he was out. Like he didn't care where Ashley was. I've never, he was out. I think Huey never gives himself enough credit. Yeah. He's so much actually easier a to, good to discount himself. Yeah. He is. Yeah. yeah. Like he was out. Yeah. Like I he just was in the cave. I was like, wait for me. I also find it interesting. And this is just one of those little things that I notice after he puked a little bit out of nerves. Understandable. Ashley kisses him on the lips. I saw that too. What a partner. What a partner. Because whoa. Wouldn't have done Wouldn't that. Wouldn't have been me. Wouldn't have been me. <laughs> Wouldn't have been me. Ashley, like in that moment, really was like, that. No, I'm going to kiss you. You know, you're, you're afraid. And I, I am a little disturbed by it, but respect it. I do. If that's what you got to do to calm your partner yeah. down, fuck it. And Logan's just cool as a cucumber up there. Just fucking like, this is what I love. I love the surf. I love the ocean. I love the, the waves. 
you and Logan as a partnership, I wish that we got to see more of those intimate conversations because you guys just are such a great team. <laughs> All like, we do is speak in Spanish so they get told not to speak. I know, but that's, it's really amazing. Like, you could just tell that when he's with you, you do bring a sense of home to him. Like, you make him feel very comfortable. Yeah, it was awesome to be dependent on for that. Um, trying to explain rules in Spanish. Challenges are confusing in English. Yeah. Trying to understand a game and then have to speak it, tell it in another language. I mean, yeah, it's difficult. But this was definitely one of the harder, one of the harder challenges. And I don't know why I think that TJ may like take it easy on us. Like there are some people that can't swim or some people that have never done a challenge before. Like keep it, you know, this was just risky. You know, there yeah. were just like a lot of. A lot of, I know I had bruises and blood. I know Tommy got a concussion. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Logan was bleeding. I mean, everybody got like cut up. Michelle. Yeah. It just, yeah. I mean, this there episode, was a lot of injuries yeah. this season so far. Yeah. And more to come. It's definitely not easy. I mean, we really put our bodies through a lot. And not only do we go through a lot while we're competing, we definitely go through a lot mentally while we're in the house. And, you know, we got to see that clip of Nelson and Berna and Ashley. And wow. that kind of growing and exploding a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, listen, when you have feelings for somebody and you're in that house and you see a guy with another girl, it doesn't matter how long you've been talking. You can't escape it. You can't get up and go to the mall. You can't go to the gym. You are stuck in that house with those people. So I have nothing against either one of Ashley or Berna in this situation specifically. Like, Yeah, but they didn't even, I mean, Berna didn't even know. Right, it's not Berna's fault. In the beginning, it's really it's on. It's not to place blame. Yeah, it is Nelson's fault. He could have been a little bit more forthright with these women. It is kind of confusing, you know. My heart goes out for anybody who does feel like they have to watch somebody that they have feelings for hook up with somebody else. Like that's never a good feeling. It's the fucking worst. Okay, it's terrible. Yeah, damn it, it does horrible. Yeah, especially when you're just stuck in the house with them. I mean, you can't do anything about it. So. Let's get into Tommy, because while Tommy is getting dropped off to swim, CT is making his way over there with Berna. Yeah. CT pulls down his pants, and we just think it's hilarious. Right. Then Tommy gets up, and his shorts are at his ankles. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, damn, Tommy trying to... What up, CT? Yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, everything was out. We had no idea that he was concussed. Yeah, we were laughing. We thought it was a joke and yeah. had no idea how serious it was. Yeah. I mean, I was like, go, Tommy. This is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, he's such a trooper, too, and such a good guy. Like, I know a lot of people weren't really sure where Tommy stood. They found him to be a threat. Obviously, he's very athletic and had one survivor. But his energy was so, so sweet. He was such yeah. a nice guy. So it was Shout really out to sad. Big Red. Shout yeah. out to Big Red. He's, I really hope um, that he gets the opportunity to come back and really, you know, actually compete longer than he did this time because I think he's injuries always suck getting medically decued sucks because it's like yeah you didn't mean it and it's not like you lost and then you just sit at home with like FOMO right yeah so Tommy ends up going home and obviously Big T is left now without a partner and so this Mm -hmm. kind of leaves Big T a little exposed because Mm -hmm. Obviously, you might throw her ass in. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is like, I thought about throwing big T in for sure. But you see, you saw how Kyle pledged for her. And 
he even goes deeper into that pledge. He literally says, if you throw her in, I the the game's on. And they it's kind of a threat. So I was like, all right, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna piss off Kyle, who's somebody that I'm working with in this game. I'm not right. gonna piss off Devin, who's also somebody I'm working with in this game. So Big T is actually not the best route to go. And also, maybe if I don't throw her in right now, it'll give us the opportunity to create a friendship in the future. Listen, like, it felt good to scare her a little bit to, you know, like, put the burner on and like, oh, am I going to do it? But the truth is, it didn't make sense to do it. And I'm happy now that I didn't because me and Big T have been able to create a really beautiful friendship. And I absolutely love her. Like, I, I love her. I absolutely love her. Like, she is an incredible person to be around. So I'm well, happy you got we were, the opportunity. Yeah. When, I mean, when we were quarantining, I... I we you love the seagulls I just tolerated them because you're my best friend and I want to support you in your love of animals Mm -hmm. especially thank you seagulls yeah and then I found out we moved in guess who else loves seagulls also you know she just doesn't want to waste food big t yeah you guys had so much in common before um all of that so I'm glad you guys got the chance to to give it give it another go yeah So she was kind of off the table for getting thrown in. But obviously, let's take it back to this deliberation. Tatcha and Jeremiah get voted in by the House. And the excuse was basically that they didn't perform well. It was just kind of an easy thing to say. But the truth is, all the vets were just looking for another rookie-rookie pair to go in. We were trying Mm -hmm. to really get in those numbers. We were trying to make sure that we clinched it and we were good moving forward. Do you like how you use the word clinched there? Yeah, I'm not really sure if it clenched. No, like, we clinched it. Like, we got the clinch. Like, in kickboxing, when you clinch, you, like, grab it by the head and we, bah! You know? So we gave it a clinch. I don't know Yeah, if we went like, ham to the wall. We went ham to the wall. We gave it a good rookie clinch. We needed to get the numbers. So anyway, <laughs> we got two more rookies into elimination. Now it's up to me and Ed to throw in more rookies. And then this is where, obviously, the whole thing comes down. I already explained myself. I am sorry, Tatcha. I'm going to slide into your DMs and apologize again. I hope that... We can clear this up, and if not, then all right, I understand. Um, but Berna ends up going in. And I even go up to Berna before elimination, and I'm like, hey, there's a good chance it's going to be you. And she was scared, but I was like, I just want to give you a heads up. And she was like, okay, thank you. And took it like a champ. And but most people. And I think it was a perfect thing for her, too, especially with her background. Dude, she absolutely crushed that elimination. I mean, it was. I a mean, really you guys diff- don't know. It was so difficult. I mean, we were there for over an hour. Yeah. I mean, I was rooting for either girl at that time because it wasn't a personal thing. It was just mm-hmm. about getting the clinch on those numbers to make sure that the vets I had. I can't. I can't. What, <laughs> word of the day is clinch by Tori Deal. I'm gonna Can look. I'm googling it right now. I'm fucking googling it. So, the partners switch up a little bit. Because even though Berna sticks with CT, Big T is now with Jeremiah. We're really losing rookie, rookie pairs now. Like this season is going to be super interesting. The vets are really tiptoeing around everything that we possibly can to make sure that we are all staying out of elimination as long as possible, which is very Mm -hmm. cool. We're working with each other as best as possible. But you know how this game goes. There's bad blood and sometimes Mm -hmm. it resurfaces. So yeah, we'll see when it comes back. Stay tuned. Yeah, but I'm excited because this week we get to talk to Michelle and Michelle is an incredible competitor and I think she'll have a lot of insight. Mm -hmm. Not only did she compete well on the challenge, she's won Survivor before and Mm -hmm. it's just an awesome person, like such a sweetheart. I love Michelle. I can't wait to talk to her. I think I talked to her yesterday, but I'd like to talk to her again today. (laughs) 
<laughs> so stay tuned, guys. After the short break, we're going to get into an interview with Michelle. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. All right, everybody. Well, now it's time for our favorite part of the podcast where we get to interview somebody who was a part of this amazing production. And this person is a survivor winner herself, this insane rookie who can pull off a nosebleed better than anybody I've ever seen in my life. Welcome, Michelle. Oh my God, I was on Survivor. I had no idea. Oh my God. (laughs) Shut up. Dude, you're incredible. Like this episode for you, I wish people could have seen you in that water. Like, I had the opportunity of being next to you, and, like, Ed talks about it a little bit, but you're unbelievable in Corey, water. We're like, I don't mean to scare you, but, like, you're gushing blood. I'm like, I am? <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, I'm sick. I am covered in blood. <laughs> Look at that. Dude, was it scary for you, like, when you recognized that was happening? I was just thinking, like, oh, my God, is my nose broken? Because then I was like, great, now I have to deal with black eyes. That's a whole tragedy on TV. But, you know, I just had that little, like, kind of clown nose moment, which was more funny than anything. So I thought it was great because when you showed me the stitches, like, it really wasn't bad. I had to get up in your nostrils to be able to see it. 
Like we got yeah. real close. I'm like, come here, show me, show me what's going on under there. And you were like, here it is. I'm like, it's not too bad. And you know what? Having a little war wound from the challenge isn't, isn't a bad thing. Makes yeah. you look more badass than anything. Mm-hmm. At least you came out of the water with all your clothes on. True. I know. Unlike some other people, I was, I, I still left with my dignity intact somehow, but I was like, can you just slap some glue on this thing and call it a day? They're like, that's not how it works, honey. Like, yeah. <laughs> Were you worried about like possibly being medically DQ'd? Because I know some, sometimes stitches can be like, sometimes people can't go in water with stitches. So like, were you just nervous that this was going to be worse than what it was? My mind did not even go there. I wasn't even processing it. I was really just like, let's just like, get this thing handled, wrap it up and let's, let's get on with it. Like I really was just trying to move right along and not make it. But that definitely one of, that definitely was one of those challenges where like I got all the water, my leg was gashed, my hand, those rocks were no fucking joke. You didn't even realize in the moment. I mean, chalk it up to adrenaline, but like, I mean, Tommy got a concussion. You were, you got your nose. I was bleeding. My partner was bleeding. I had boogies everywhere. I mean, it was not, it was not very pleasant. And something that wasn't shown was that when I had went to the medical um, kind of van or whatever, post Jeremiah was in there suffering from hypothermia. So like he had a whole thing around him. He was shaking like all color out of him. It was crazy. So it yeah. was everybody was kind of struggling in that challenge. It was way harder. Definitely than hard. Yeah. And in that, you're somebody who's a really good swimmer. So like for mm-hmm. somebody like Jeremiah, who doesn't actually have the experience of being a great swimmer, like I can't even imagine how hard it was for him because for sure. and those waters were insane. Him, that's like, you're already so panicked when you have somebody kind of clinging on you in that environment. Like I'm sure that it just amplified everything. Yeah. I think that's, but that's the first, I mean, they teach you in lifeguarding, like when people, when you swim up to somebody and they're going to drown, like the first thing they think about is holding on to you no matter what it's going to do. And Jeremiah, I think it's that point where like, you don't want to look like a punk on the challenge. You'd be like, I'm not going to jump. I'm scared. Like I can't really swim. You're not going to say that. You just jump in. Right. He definitely pulled a swaggy moment where he just jumped in the water, whether he could swim or not said, F it, here I go. And then they just, they just were like two snails on a rock. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they were. I think that, you know, there were people who didn't do so well, but there were people who did really well. And you and Corey absolutely crushed it. What was your strategy going into this mission? Well, the strategy is not exactly how it panned out. We were going to have Corey do the bulk of the swimming. But once we were in the water, I was just like like a bullet out of a gun. And I just kind of shot. And that wasn't the plan. So I don't know. You go in with intention and, and a game plan. And then that all goes out the window as soon as, you are actually in it so it didn't come out that way and honestly like you guys ed was moving so quickly there was just no shot of us ever but we were pushing each other which i thought was really good and i think that's why we did so well some of the other heats were a little bit unbalanced and that's not pushing you to move what are you saying what are you what are you saying (laughs) was that direct was that directed towards anyone because i know my backstroke was exquisite yeah (laughs) But that's a hard that thing good. to say if you could swim or not, because it was like every every wave that could have. There was also strategy because I know Logan and I swam together the whole time. He didn't wait for me at, at the beginning. Like I waited for him to get the battery, like an idiot, the bomb. And then like then I swam. So, I mean, it's also a matter of strategy too. like what you guys do, who went in the cave, who didn't. Right. I mean, that, yeah, that and plays a part. But if you're a good swimmer, it definitely helps. Yeah. And I think um for sure, being a good swimmer helps. But like going into it, the strategy that 
me and Ed had was we knew that Ed was the better swimmer. So it's like, Ed, go get that first bomb. Give me the bomb. I'll follow behind you. Then you go get the other bomb. Then you bring it back. So a lot of the work was really dependent on Ed being such a great swimmer. And honestly, it was so crazy because we ended up only finishing like a second before you guys. Like we were so, so, so close. But, you know, I think and you don't get to see a lot of the behind the scenes conversations that happen after this episode that lead up to why I didn't end up putting you into elimination. And it had a lot to do with the fact that I was like, well, Michelle's incredible. There's a good chance she's going to win. If we cut a deal, let's she's bring a tr- We didn't even cut a deal. Yeah, Wasn't we did cutting a deal. I, hate I feel like we sounds. cut a deal. We sat in the bathroom. We were like, we really like you, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Is there any way we could all work together? <laughs> to a degree, for me, it did feel like cutting a deal because Anissa, like on a personal level, me and you were really close in the house. Like mm-hmm. we were really, really like just really good friends, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I knew how close you were with Tori. And so for me, I was like, well, I don't honestly know who I'm moving forward in this game with right now. And I was like, if you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours because right now nobody is scratching my back. And like, I would love somebody to, you know, extend a hand and, and mm-hmm. if I ever have power, I would love to repay that. So right. for me, that was the closest that I was coming to cutting deals in. Our, it's called a, it's our, it was our bathroom triangle truce. Yeah, it was our bathroom triangle truce. Yeah. How do you feel like Survivor prepared you for the challenge? I think in general, they're they're actually really similar in regards of like the social dynamics. It's so important to be able to go in, create those connections and use those connections, kind of leverage your position in the game. And so I was definitely leaning on that. But in Survivor, I was always kind of underestimated. And this season I came in with a big target on my back. It was like role reversal. So it was really hard playing from that position. And I wish that I didn't have the title of Survivor winner in this challenge could have done without it I would say it would have made my life a lot easier I think yeah I I think you're absolutely right about that because I think everyone liked you but it was like damn she's smart you know and you were smart you saw from episode one when you're in the the room talking to Michaela like you talk about the numbers you know how the game's moving you also talk like in a lot of your interviews about how you're like I I know how to dumb down what I am because you don't want to show everybody like you're you're amazing you really are so I think it was just like it's it's hard to hide being that amazing, especially when you have a champ title next to your name in some capacity. Even if she didn't win Survivor, I'd still watch out. Michaela didn't win, and I still was like, yeah. just like I said before, I'm like, you know, you live under a leaf and you eat a twig. Like, it takes <laughs> it takes a certain kind of person to do Survivor. Yeah. And I think that kind of mental toughness, we're like, there isn't a mansion where you can, like, hide somewhere in the gym. or Like, everything's kind of out in the open. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We already knew. Well, I already knew. Walking in, I'm like, okay, she's she's smart. Like, let's not put anything past her. Yeah. But, you know, I think there was just so much going on. It was really hard to to try and welcome other people in when we had, like, such a large group of people that we were trying to protect. Yeah. You know, and it just sucked. I wish you hadn't been. A, we talked about it. Like, wish you weren't a rookie. Wish this yeah. was your first season. Yeah. So I could just be like, but she's my friend. Come on. I know. Just stop I, it, guys. I think, too, like part of it was I was thinking like, OK, there's no way that at this point I see the way the tide is turning and I know that I'm a target. And so I was trying to appeal to people in the way that it's like, well, elevated people elevate people like we can be smart and strategic together and we can, you know, actually like make decisions 
that can move us through this game as a pair. And I was trying to appeal to people that way rather than, you know, my survivor game, you dumb yourself down and whatever. And I was like, that's not going to work here. So we have to try to figure out another plan. So I was like, well, why don't I just try to appeal to people saying like, well, you, why don't we be in an alliance? Like, let's, I'll have your back and we can actually strategize and pull off some really cool moves. So I was right. hoping that people would kind of see that, but there was no, at, at the point that we're in, breaking that, that, that alliance. It was just no breaking in. So if we hadn't made that yeah. pact, I think that it would have been different. slid Michelle into the third spot. And oh, yeah. That would have been easy. Cause we, yeah. We were like split. It was there was a split inside the vet alliance. If you didn't notice, but I honestly did not know where everybody was standing. So for me, I was also trying to tiptoe around, making sure that you know I didn't say the wrong, like assume that somebody was rolling with you guys that wasn't rolling with you guys, and Mm -hmm. then I let something slip. So I was trying to tiptoe my way through the game, which is really tricky when you don't exactly know where everybody stands in the dynamics. So. That's sure. that advantage of being a rookie for sure, because you're like trying to understand the rookies, but you're also trying to understand the vets and the past history. You guys have done how many mm-hmm. seasons together. So do you, did you think like watching it back now, do you, did you realize at the time how strong the vet Alliance was? For sure. hundred yeah. percent. As soon, I mean, I saw the writing on the wall as soon as it was two rookie, rookie pairs. I saw I also noticed that the rookies, the people who were going into elimination, and I think I had obviously being into elimination, maybe a little bit more insight on this, about how the vets were trying to convince the rookies that if they were coming out to choose a rookie vet pair and alienate the rookie so that it would be another rookie-rookie pair. So that was writing on the wall to me that they were trying to create Mm -hmm. these rookie-rookie kind of um, pairs in order to kind of pick everybody off. So that was where the red flags for me came in. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure it was hard, though, because it was like, you know, we had talked, but now Tommy's gone, and he's one of your biggest allies. So I'm sure that kind of threw a wrench in your game, too. Because it's like, Michelle, party of one. It is how I I felt. And I know, you know, we were all bunk buddies and we talked about this a lot. And I know, Tori, you had facilitated like a game, like about talking three words about how you feel or whatever. Do you remember that? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. we were like alienated because honestly, like I had Nam and then Nam left. And then I Mm -hmm. had um, an alliance with my survivor people. And then Michaela turned on me. And then I had Tommy and then Tommy got DQ'd. So every week I just felt like I was like, just kind of swimming upstream. It was like, nothing is going my way. That's really how it felt. And it was super alienating. I felt like people wanted to work with me and yet I somehow was still always alone. So it was really, that was challenging. Well, to make you feel better, Devin was one of your biggest advocates. Uh, I think he knew how smart you were. And he was definitely like, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. So know that, you know, people definitely wanted to. It was a matter of like, making the first move you know what i mean it was just like do you do you betray people that you've known forever for somebody who you who you think's better at the yeah game? it's a, it's a it's hard it's hard it is yeah. hard and i understand honestly all i can say is if i put myself in your shoes i would do the exact same fucking thing yeah. so like i don't i just i recognize game at this point i mean this is my third com- reality competition series i played with all winners like I know if 
if the tide is turning away, that's going to allow you to get further in the game, then that's the way we're going to go. I offer really no value, honestly, if you're looking at it that way. So, I mean, I get it. And I just kind of understood my position and dealt with it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that that was so clear. And like every single time you were at the nomination or deliberation, I mean, you always talked with great conviction and then also and just facts, address facts. What, and what, facts you just addressed what was facts. going on. <laughs> on facts. You just addressed what was going on really well and you handled it like an adult. And I think that's something I really respect because a lot of people can get super emotional when they play this game because obviously it's emotional. You know, nobody wants to get thrown in. But when you can separate it, it's really refreshing to watch someone be able to handle it that way because nobody wants to hurt anybody. Like, this is a game. It's not supposed to be something that's painful. I mean, you you want to outsmart and outwit your opponents, but, like, you want to it's, – it's refreshing to watch somebody who can take it on so well. And so I'm just curious, like, do you think the nominations in Survivor prepared you to be prepared for the ones on the challenge? I think so to a degree. I mean, you have to know how to handle kind of being under the gun in a really high stress situation. And it's also like you're trying to run the numbers in your head and you have to, in tribal council, people let things slip when they're asked questions that should tell you kind of where the votes are going. And so you have to kind of read the words or the the messaging underneath the words. And I think it's really important, especially when people are about to vote, whether or not you're going in, you can kind of pick up on the way that things are going. So I do think it helped in that way. Um, but every vote so far seemed really obvious to me. So, I mean, I think everybody. So it wasn't, there was no real shockers in deliberation besides like people continuously throwing me under the bus. Right. So when Tatcha called out your name during this week's nomination, did that come out of nowhere? I mean, had you said, one word to Tatcha? Like, were you guys even cool? Me and Tatcha, like, didn't have any beef, but we also weren't close. And so for me, like, I would have done probably the same thing. If so, if you're under the gun and Devin is saying, if not you, who? You better have a name locked and loaded. And we were the low-hanging fruit. And I understood that. And Corey was getting heated. I mean, he's coming from 12 Days of Christmas. He's never played a game like this. If somebody's coming for him he is taking it personal right off the jump. For yeah. me, I was like, I get it. I get what's going on. I see you have to put a name out there. I know the writing's on the wall that you're going in no matter what. I already knew that was happening. So for me, I was just like, I get it. We're going to move along. You had to say a name. I was that person. But that's an uncontrollable. What is controllable is what happens after that. And that's why I was grateful to have a conversation with you and Ed because that's something that I can control. So, I mean, I felt bad for Tatcha because she had to say someone and then she got kind of, you know, attacked for that. So, I mean, it's but it's like you said, you know, when you're under the gun, you people are going to do it. And you explained that so well when you're in there. I think that's just like I mentioned it before. I'll say it again. That's what makes you a really remarkable person to watch, because so many people don't know how to logically handle those situations. So it's just refreshing. But I think also it's like for your rookie season, you really are dealing with a lot of heat. Like, you have to constantly worry, is it going to be me this week? They've already said my name before. And, like, can you just give us a little insight into what that stress is like, being curious if it's going to be you again? I mean, it's so – the paranoia, it's hard to describe the feeling of paranoia 
But imagine it like you're all of your friends are going to the mall and you didn't get the invite and you're just kind of like, wow, I feel rejected. I feel like paranoid that they're talking about me. Like, why didn't I get invited? Did I do something wrong at lunch? Like, you don't really know. And I feel like for me, I was walking around on pins and needles all day, every day. I had to watch everything that I was saying to every single person. I was trying not to walk into rooms where people were talking about me. It was just on edge. It's just really an uncomfortable feeling constantly. Yeah. It's hard to deal with. Like I've had to deal with it before. And I think so many of the vets who've played the game multiple times have been in that seat before. So we all have compassion for it. But God, it's so nice to not be on that side. I know. But you know what? Paranoia makes people do crazy things. Yeah. Because like that's when you're the most vulnerable, when you're paranoid. And so to be able to like control that paranoia and keep a level head is something that will allow you to move through the game further. Because as we see somebody like Michaela, she's paranoid, but she acts irrationally. Oftentimes when you're paranoid, you do tend to lash out, act irrational, speak up, get into arguments, whatever it is. If you can keep a level head in that paranoia, then you might be able to find a way to squeeze your way out of it. So that's always my outlook. Like, don't freak out because there's always crazy shit that happens in these games. You never know. Can I just touch on this Michaela thing, actually? Because I still don't know what to believe about this list. And I feel like people's stories are a little different. What is the story? Like, what was actually on the list? So I'll tell you from my perspective, I think that I have, I mean, I think I'm fairly like reliable resource here but basically we were all sitting in the bunk beds i was going to bed because i felt like we had been on a seven day bender at this point yeah (laughs) i was like i'm fucking tired but michaela you know had felt the pressure of being in a rookie rookie pair which i totally get and so we were all up there and she was basically writing down who she thought we could potentially rally to to kind of over turn the tides and shift it on somebody else. So she's writing down, you know, Tatcha, Esther, whoever, you know, whoever she thinks she has. Then on the other side, she's writing down people who she definitely thinks that she could not sway, that nobody would, the people who would not vote with us. So Emmy was there, Emmy saw the list, but I think what Emmy did, and I think it's really smart of her, was that she had weaponized the list saying like, okay, yes, there's a list, but there's also like a target list. And that puts people even further on edge when they hear that their name is a target. It wasn't necessarily from my perspective that there was actually a target. It was more like, do we have the numbers here to actually make something happen? And that's what I remember. Seems valid. Yeah, because the list isn't the scary thing. I don't care about that as much as you just needing an excuse. Yeah. It made it easy for people. Yeah. Of course. But you guys also had to do what you had to do. And if I were in Emmy's position, I probably would have done the exact same thing. You try to find reasons to shift the target off of you and put it on somebody else. And it was a great, honestly, I thought it was great for her to do it. At that point, we could not have gotten the numbers. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, the rookies outweighed the vets, but the rookies were partnered with the vets. The rookies were tied in to, to vets on a personal level. Like there was no way we'd be able to rally the numbers really. So by Emmy kind of flipping over and weaponizing the list, I thought it was smart. Mm-hmm. So if you could go 
back to the beginning. Would you still have a survivor alliance or would you have tried to do something different? Yeah, I would still have a survivor alliance. I am so proud of, of my journey on survivor. And I think that I'm a really integral part of that survivor community. And I wanted to make that community proud. I wanted them to watch us and be rooting for us as a team. Yeah. And I went in honestly with the best intentions for that trio. And I don't particularly think that I did anything wrong. I mean, so I wouldn't have changed it. If I could go back time and time again, I would still try to make that happen, but it didn't work out. So good to know. I like that. And I think Tommy and Michaela also like did not get along on a personal level. And that was Mm. really hard kind of being in the middle of two people that did not like each other, I think. That's so interesting because like we didn't really get to see that. But I guess it's just those like intricate moments that people have like when they do you vibe or do you not? And like if you're working with somebody who's from Survivor and trying to like create numbers together, but you don't really vibe, it's kind of like, eh, well, you know, how strong is this? And like the vets, even though we have this super alliance right now, I mean, that's going to happen to the vets too. Like it's just a matter of time because like when you don't really, when it comes down to you or somebody else or you and somebody, when it comes down to you voting for somebody you like and somebody you don't, you're kind of always going to follow your heart. Like, It was truly a matter of time before that broke down because out the gate, they didn't like each other really. And so I was kind of trying to constantly keep the glue together and be like, but Tommy working with Michaela, just suck it up and do whatever. Same thing with Michaela. I'm like, Michaela, you just have to blindly trust him. Like, please. But the, the cracks were there and all it took was a list to kind of make it really fracture. Yeah. Well, you've already done some incredible things this season, even though it's just the beginning because you've had a lot of heat on your back. But with heat comes glory. So you've gone into your first elimination and you went in with Coriel. What was it like being called down for the very first elimination? Oh, God, don't do this. Thanks, Anissa. Yeah, Anissa. No. I have two things for you. I'm running away. Anissa ran away. Anissa literally left the chat. Nisa, get back that, the chat. I was scared. Don't do that. You know? No, no, no. Listen. I was I, stuck. I told you, like, I could, I cannot even be more, you know, obvious about the fact that I do separate the game. And it was a game move. And I didn't take it personally. I was just like, okay, like, Survivor was under a lot of heat. Logan didn't want to say Emmy's name. I got it. But I was shitting my pants. I was like, I do not want to be the first person voted out of this game. I have game left in me that I want to play. And so nobody wants to be the first one out. So for me, I was just like, oh, really? Like, off the bat, we're doing this? So, But you saw how Logan said it first, right? (laughs) Be mad at him. But for me, I was just like, you know what? Now I kind of got it out of the way. And the fear of, like, going down seemed a little bit less scary after kind of doing it once. So I think that that helped me kind of throughout the game kind of curb my paranoia a little bit. So Yeah. And then you just like, then you just have like a little pocketbook of paranoia, like a little clutch. Yeah. And not a whole, not a whole luggage, you know, a whole suitcase of paranoia. Yeah. It'll come and definitely come and go. But yeah, as someone who's been in 9,000 eliminations, it doesn't get easier, but you do, well, I guess you don't get as paranoid about it, but like it gets a little bit more comfortable to be down there. Like once you get it in, you're like, oh yeah, I I just did that. So now come fuck with me. 
Yeah. And think about it coming from a perspective of like a rookie, like you're mm-hmm. seeing this pit, there's fire going off. You're like, oh my God, I have to be strapped. Like this is do or die time. Like it is terrifying when you've never done it before. And having done it, like, and knowing that you have a partner as well in this season was such a relief because then it's not all on you. Yeah. It's another stressor. So having right. by my side was like, for me, nece- like golden. It also yeah. puts your fate in somebody else's hands though, too. So it's, you know, it's a double, double yeah. sword there. Corey it had can a lot be of- great. Yeah. Corey had a lot of respect for you and the way that you did that elimination. And it's so interesting. You don't see any of these conversations this episode, but obviously we end up throwing in Corey. And we knew we were going to throw in Corey pretty early, like after Tatcha and Jeremiah got put in. Then we walked around the house, Ed and I did, and we really figured out the best option. A lot of people wanted us to throw in Emmanuel. A lot of people wanted us to throw in like Gabo or somebody that hasn't been in yet. But Corey just came with the least baggage. Nobody was really protecting him. So it was the easiest and he had already been down there. So it was the easiest target. And so I talked to Corey, you know, I told him face to face. I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. This is just kind of what we're dealing with right now. And this is the best thing that I can do for my game. And I'm sorry it has to be you. But, you know, I'm interested to know who would you want to go in against? I feel bad that I'm throwing you in again. So who would you like as your partner? That's what I meant to say. And Corey said, you know, I would love to go with Michelle, but I feel because I trust her and I think she's an incredible competitor, but I feel so bad because she already went in there. And obviously you had just busted your nose open on that challenge. And that was something to really factor in. It's like, you know, am I going to throw Michelle in after she just busted her face open? Like I got to compete against her saw how incredible you did, really had a lot of respect for you after that and before that, but how can you not respect yourself as a competitor after you see how well you performed that day? And then it was like, all right, well, Corey was like, if you're not going to throw her in, please give me somebody that's a strong competitor, like Berna. And so Corey even was like, even though he wanted to work with you because we thought it was going to be a partner elimination, nobody thought it, I mean, maybe it was going to be just a girl, but we don't know Devin for sure. Knew. <laughs> But we don't know anything. We yeah, They we could don't. have brought in somebody else. What right. if they brought Nam back in or something? We didn't know. So right. it's just better to just go with what you're given instead of trying to anticipate whatever curveball can be thrown at you. So Corey really looked out for you. And he was like, I really want to work with Michelle, but at the same time, don't want her to have to go in. And so I think that you guys probably created that bond after you did win your first elimination together. Totally. And I felt like Corey didn't really have anybody. I think he felt alienated and I think I felt alienated and we just kept, we were like magnets. We kept trying to pull apart from each other and we'd always end up back together. And yeah. so I think the universe was just like saying like, this is your journey that you're going to ride out together. And we just tried to make the best of it. And I think Corey is such a good person and he stands for a lot of things that I also stand for. And so and he had such respect for me, like honest to God, he made me feel so strong and so powerful and so respected that like, that's all you want a partner. Like yeah. partner dynamic is so important. And I loved being Devin's partner, but we did not have the best partner dynamic. <laughs> like mm. I love Devin, but we're both really strong headed and we both wanted our opinions to be heard and valued. And um, that was not working for us, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, being with Corey was definitely like a better fit partner wise, but yeah. yeah. And I also just think, like you said, you, you're just somebody who's a really strong competitor. So, right. If you're going to have your opinions about something, you're going to speak up. I'm somebody who likes to take a back seat. Like I'm happy to be a workhorse and not the strategist in a partnership. 
So it's funny because when I worked with Corey, <laughs> both of us were kind of like, okay, what are we going to do? You know? And I definitely enjoy being the back seat because strategy is not my, my, not my fucking thing, man. <laughs> I don't you want to like, for me, like I don't need to be the one driving the, the direction of things, but I want to chat it out. I want to be yeah. like, I want somebody who's bringing it on the same level as me where we can be like, all right, here's my thought. And then somebody will come back and be like, no, 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 not that. And here's why. Right. Devin wanted it to be a one-way thing. And I would just kind of like roll with it. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, well, why don't we just like talk it through? At least humor me to talk it through. Like you want to be heard and you want to be respected in your partnership. And whether or not you're kind of leading the charge, you want to be able to feel like you can kind of talk it out. So that's where... That's where I think Corey and me were a good fit and where me and Devin maybe weren't. But yeah. I wanted, of course, I was rolling in this game with Devin for sure. I mean, I couldn't have made it more obvious. I was like, here's my heart on a platter. I want to choose you. And, you know. Aww. That's so sweet. I do have another question about uh, this last elimination, the one that Tatcha did against Berna. Do you think that you would have done well had you competed in it? Yeah, I do, actually. Like, I was watching it and I was wondering – kind of kicking myself to a degree because I was thinking like, should I have stepped up and stepped in and taken Berna's place and then been able to choose my partner and gotten myself out of a rookie rookie pair? Because guess what? If not this week, then next week, we are going to be worried. It's going to continuously be me and Corey, all eyes on us until we're out of this rookie rookie pair. So for me, I was watching it and I was like, dang, should I have stepped in? But anytime you step in, We've seen people go into elimination thinking that they're going to win and then not win. So it's always a crapshoot. But I've done that. I was thinking like beating myself up. Like I think I could have done it. You know what? That would have saved me getting yelled at. So I wish you would have done it. (laughs) I felt bad throwing you in there with your nose all messed up and obviously grew a lot of respect for you. And we saw Berna Berna busted her. You would have had two nose busts. (laughs) I know. You would have dropped all your stitches. You would have lost your nose. Oh, God. Just falling right off. It would have just fallen yeah. right off. Just, you would have needed a new nose. <laughs> no, but you know what? I think it's interesting that Tatcha responded that way because she came from Big Brother. So for me, like, I'm just thinking you've played a uh, competitive game before. You've probably, you know, had situations like this before. I haven't seen her season, but, um, you know, that's it's part of the game. So. I was pretty surprised to see her response. And, and until I watched this episode, I had actually had no idea that that's why she had lashed out at me like that. I really had no clue that it was because she had said my name. But, I mean, I feel bad that she kind of came for you, but she's under the gun, high-pressure situation. You know, emotions are flaring, and sometimes you just need to know, like, you need to put that attention somewhere, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Be better if she had 3,000 followers and not 1.8 million. But you know what? <laughs> it's all right. They're just, listen, you know, she's loved over there. That's great. She's doing her thing. She sent me some a cute little yoga sets of thanks. Um, but it is a game, and I've, I've lost my cool a million times. I mean, we all have. It just sucks when it's targeted at your friend, you know, like puts you in a weird spot or like, just yeah. in front of everybody and, and not not for the right reasons, you know? I just think it so could all it be kind sucked. of... it just I think it could all be cleared up in a conversation. And I think that if it, people don't want it to be cleared up in a conversation, then whatever. I mean, I'm the type of person that's willing to kind of talk out anything. I don't, like, take this game to heart or too seriously because, I mean, 
we can't. Like, it's just Especially a game if you want to keep playing it. Yeah. It's if you want to take it seriously, day. then you play one season. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one and, and done. And hopefully, Michelle, you come back. Yeah. I think Michelle will. I mean, yeah. if you get asked again, you, you're definitely coming back, right? Are you fucking kidding me? My bags are packed. Ah, I love that. I, I would love giant bags. But what I will say is, like, honestly, there's so many amazing rookies on this season. Like, I, I can see they're also dimensional, like multidimensional and fat, multifaceted. And I wouldn't be surprised if anybody comes back. So I'm amongst giants here. So I, I get it either way. But I hope I can see them back. Totally. We love you, little fish. Ah, <laughs> oh, Mish Fish. <laughs> okay, please don't, because I had a nickname in high school and it was Shellfish, and it haunted me forever. I don't want to. I want to know why. This could be our our challenge confidential. Oh why my you god, Shellfish. I, I was in. So I was high school swim, and uh-huh. I, they had taken a picture of me doing breaststroke. I was coming out of the water like this. My homework is on my hand, and had my little cap on, and my face was like. And it was blown up on top of the lockers, a huge picture. Oh. All of my friends just were like, oh my God, there's shellfish. It was stuck. And I was like, please. Shellfish. That's I so that. cute. Well, oh. Mishfish, Mishfish I would, Gerald. I would like that picture. If you could find that picture for us, please send it to us. My sister did ask for it at the end of the school year, and they said they were going to give it to her, and they, they didn't. But it's a blessing. Well, who, I, who is, whomever's at... Um, Michelle's alma mater, whoever at her high school, could you please take down the shellfish because we really, really want it. We want to make pictures of, we want to make t-shirts. Yeah. I can probably find it in my high school um, yearbook. I'll try to pull it. Oh my God, I would die. Okay. Yeah. So we have one last question for you, Michelle. We asked this question for everybody. Obviously this season's called Spies, Lies, and Allies. So we're just going to ask that you pull out the biggest spy, the biggest liar, and the biggest ally from this episode. From this episode? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jeez. Okay, the biggest ally is Corey, obviously. He was so right about me. Or maybe Tommy has to get the biggest ally. My baby went out in a a nude flame of glory. (laughs) A nude flame of glory. (laughs) It was just like a naked baby rising. Naked baby. Um, The biggest spy would probably be... Big T, kind of playing both sides, you know. She's got her, she's she's got the rookies, she got she's got the vets. What's going on there? Um, and the biggest lie liar. Well, if Kells were in it, I would say Kells. But yeah. <laughs> why did did he was he lying about cutting deals? I saw your tweet at him. From what I gather, okay, I thought he was because everybody who I talked to said that they had a number one deal with him. I mean, people, because, so basically I heard that he was working with like Renan and uh, like he made like a rookie male kind of alliance with Renan, Tommy, like that group. And then I also heard he was working with Emmanuel and Logan. And then I also heard he was working with like Priscilla and Priscilla was like his number one. And then Nam told me that Kels had reached out to him to have a number one secret kind of private alliance with him. Oh my God. This individually. Ah, the lies. And I was like, what is the truth here? So So much deception. So much deception. And all deception that I'm not part of, which I don't like. So if I'm not, if I'm not involved, I'm not into it. I just feel bamboozled. I know. I know. 
All right, well, we can give it to Kells because I think that the only other possible liar this episode could have been me, which yeah. it wasn't a lie. So I'm happy <laughs> to give it to Kells. Let's give it to Kells, baby. Yeah. Yay. Fuck you, Kells. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, Michelle. Michelle, thank you. we love you. Guys, I love you. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, like this just felt like a girl chat and I love it. And please come hang out with me in real life. Yes, we will. You're not far. Michelle, where can we follow you and how can we support you? Um, you can follow me at Mish, Mish underscore Fitz on Instagram if you want to see all of my antics. Uh, and then Mish Fitz on Twitter. And you guys can send um, Michelle pictures of shellfish. Lots yes, of shellfish. All shellfish. I'll yeah. show Please don't. <laughs> They're going um, to. You also do nonprofit stuff, don't you? Or yes. Um, anytime that I'm on Instagram, if I'm doing a live or anything like that, I do try to make sure that we're donating to different charities. So if you're ever tuning in, please donate. We love to raise money for good causes. And if I'm talking shit, I want to raise money while doing it. So oh, <laughs> yes. class act, Michelle. Thank you so much. I for love coming you, on the show. Michelle. Love you guys. You're the best. This was so fun. Thank you for yes. having me. Thank you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
That was an incredible, incredible interview with Michelle. She is always full of insight and intellect. And she was also quite funny. Um, I I really enjoyed hearing from her and uh, finding out a little bit more about her experience on the show. Yeah, she's awesome. So now we're going to get into Challenge Confidential. Ooh. Okay, Challenge Confidential. Yeah, I didn't mean to put a sexy spin on it. Um, I it. If you guys could see me right now, I'm not very sexy. Um, Speak for yourself, Anissa. You're hot. Thank you. So Challenge Confidential. Lay it on me, Tor. So what I... What I actually do want to share is we were there at that elimination for a very, very long. And the girls have chesty GoPros on. And as they're climbing up and putting their, um, like, rods in the slots, the GoPros are hitting them and knocking them off. So oh. the the shit that they were wearing for filming ended up being the thing that kind of created this elimination to last as long as it did. And they actually stopped the elimination about 45 second, 45 minutes in or 30 minutes in, whatever it may be, and make the girls remove the chesties. And they take off these GoPros, and then they compete again, and then that's when Berna ends up finally finishing. But by that time, I mean, their arms were shot. Like, they had been climbing for at least 45 minutes. So Berna wins that elimination and gets to go back into our big, beautiful mansion of a house. Mansion of a house, though? House mansion. I mean, it's better than a bunker. <laughs> right. But speaking of mansions, there's mm-hmm. one mansion that we need to discuss. And that okay. one belongs to our friend and host, TJ Lavin. Yes! Uh, TJ showed his house on Cribs. It was an awesome episode. I mean, I remember talking to TJ on the podcast and like seeing the background of the house and being like, where is he? Like, that place looks so cool. It's his house. And we yeah, get to see like, it on Cribs. He's like, this is my backyard. Yeah. Casual dirt jump backyard. Yeah. So if you guys haven't seen the Cribs episode of TJ Lavin, I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's just cool being able to see a behind the scenes look into his life. And yeah. And plus, like, you get to look at our lives. It's nice to finally have a little peek into his. If you guys watched it, send us DMs. We'd love to hear your thoughts about it. And you can DM Anissa. Anissa, where can they send you pictures of TJ Lavin's crib? Oh, come on. You always. I want to thank everybody for all the cats I got last time. <laughs> I got some dogs, too, so thank you. Yeah. Um, you can send me those pictures um, at Anissa MTV. That's A-N-E-E-S-A-M-T-V. Um, Twitter, I don't really care about. DM me on Instagram if you want. And then when you find Tori, send her actual pictures of cribs. Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right, you guys can find me right now on Instagram at Tori underscore deal. I'm not looking forward to these pictures of cribs, but it's totally fine. Um, But more importantly, guys, send us your listener questions. We really look forward to hearing what you guys think about this season. Are you liking it? Or what do you want to know about? And just make sure that you watch new episodes of The Challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies, every Wednesday. And then go behind the scenes with us the next morning on MTV's official Challenge podcast. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, 
every time or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.